What's going on, Asymmetry? Before we get you over to that podcast, I have a quick request that I would like to make of you. We need your help. On our next Mariah in the Wild project, we are headed to Italy to document the Puglian olives, the Roman olives planted 3,000 years ago that have given rise to such a tremendous and profound culture. But these trees are facing a major, major obstacle. The pathogen of xylella is eradicating them at a rapid pace. And before they're gone, we want to make sure that we talk with historians and horticulturalists to understand not only the disease that is eradicating the olives, but understand their profound impact on culture, understand their aesthetic, and pursue a project that preserves their contributions to bonsai in the form of film. Now, we've partnered with a wonderful nonprofit called the Treehouse Project. All of your contributions are completely directed towards portions of the project so you can see where your money is being utilized to help us capture this ancient forest. Any dollar amount helps and every single contribution is completely tax deductible. Visit Bonesimerai.com to see our Give Lively campaign where you can decide where you want to contribute to this project to help us make it happen. Thank you in advance for all of your support. I think we all understand how significant this project has become, and we only hope to do it more and more with your help. What is up, Asymmetry? How y'all doing? Quick sit down with my dude, uh, Iris Sisson, the, uh, the, the man that holds Mirai together as we... Uh, move onward into uh, the great unknown of bonsai as a profession. Well, we caught up and just uh, wrapped up 2022, took a look at everything that we've been through over the course of the year, um, celebrated some of the high points, tried to uh, therapy ourselves through some of the more challenging low points, and and ultimately, in the end, you know, it all comes back to uh, just really appreciating and being grateful for the community and everybody. We hope you guys have a happy holiday. We hope you get some time to uh, reflect and appreciate on the progress we made in 2022. And uh, we wish you all the best as we move into another year filled with potential. Love you guys. Enjoy the podcast. And thanks for all the support. I, I was thinking on my way in today, I was like... Because I am officially starting to cool the jets down for <laughs> for Christmas. Let's <laughs> just be really honest. Christmas can't come soon Dude, enough. Dude, it was a busy year. Busy. Yes. Busy. Capital B. Busy year. And I was thinking, what's the theme for 2022 for me? And the only thing I could think was, onward! A lot of activity. Onward. A lot onward. of activity. Onward. This guy, one foot in front of the other. Got to keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah, physical changes around the property. Everything. Yeah, the trees. Benches. Facility. Projects. Temperatures. There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere else to go. go. No, I'm serious. There's nowhere else to go. We're fortifying the encampment. Oh, man. Once you put in the kind of effort to get this far, you might as well keep going. That's all I got to say. I agree. Yeah. Otherwise, Otherwise, it's all for nothing. Did you see the photo from the International Space Station of the updates on the progress that we've made here on property? <laughs> That's <laughs> a, yeah, funny. There's been a That's change funny. in the physical structure just outside of, <laughs> of the Earth, just outside of St. Helens, Oregon. The magnetic field has shifted. <laughs> exactly. True North is not where it used to be. With The uh, the compasses don't work here on Mariah anymore. The compasses don't know where they go with all the fucking metal. You know what? I blame all of it on the Pacific Northwest, though. I really do. I harbor a significant amount of resentment for this place. 
<laughs> it was spo- you were supposed to be better than this. Dang it. Oh, another temperate climate. Nice and easy. Exactly. Cool, calm and collected. Shouldn't be an issue. Good God. I mean, like when when the benches like started freaking, you know, crapping out, that's when it was just like, all right. I guess we're That gonna- was tough. I guess we're in. That was tough. Onward. There's nowhere to go but up now. Yeah, throwing in the towel would be pretty challenging at this point. There's yeah, a lot there's a lot invested. Can't happen. Can't happen. Unless I know that's not your mentality anyway, so. Nah, no. Otherwise, we wouldn't have made it this far. (laughs) If I was just functioning off of, well, I can't really stop now. I guess I might as well keep doing this, you know. Yeah. Backyard bonsai. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Just a little hobby. Just a little. Just a hobby. What do you do? I do bonsai trees. Mm. It's a hobby. I listened to that Karen O'Hanlon podcast. Wow. Wow. That one's a strong one. Wow. Fire in the hole. Uh, just a, just a lot of just a lot of gaps in in knowledge got filled, and I and I like the way she talked. It was just like, not that other other people haven't done this, but just very digestible. Yeah, you know, speaking in like, oh, okay, this is just like if, if much more of a normal conversation. Was it technical, but not so technical that I think people wouldn't say, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes it's sense. It's borderline. It's borderline. Yeah. yeah, she went super science deep, but that's cool, man. I mean, I think anytime you see somebody just go super super deep. That's when I'm in, because it's like, yeah, I want to know. I want to know what the what what are the depths of that field, mm-hmm. you know? What's the theme for 2022 for you? Endo fights. Oh no. Oh, getting inside. <laughs> no, <sorry>. <laughs> getting inside. <laughs> oh, I was I was answering a question that I thought was coming that didn't come. The theme for 2022 yeah, the theme for, for me. 2022. I mean, we're wrapping it up. We're shutting it down. Do you feel like you're cooling down the jets? Have you started the have you started the descent? The gradual descent. Yeah. yeah we're no longer at cruising altitude. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I think I'm I feel like we're wrapping I'm wrapping it down and winding it down a little bit. Yeah. Uh theme for twenty twenty two I guess building, you know, if, if, in a word, because that can mean a lot of things. Building on site here, building the benches, building Mariah Live, building yeah. everything. Yeah, Mariah in the Wild. Building Mariah in the, the wild. wild. That's the important one to build. Building blocks. So, I mean, the, the foundations have been set for so many things. The structures in place for the programming here. And then just as we continue to evolve to make yeah. things better for everybody, I think it's going to be 2023. You know what's going to be? I'm just thinking to myself, a year from now when we say this will be like, next year is going to be the best year that's ever been. And then right now we'll be like, next year is the best year it's ever going to be. But I actually feel that way. Do you? Yeah. Oh, man, like that's so optimistic. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we're on the cusp of something uh, of, of something very special. I don't think people quite understand how significant the Brian the Wild projects are becoming. Yeah. I, you know, the 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 people that are contributing to those projects now as far as scientists and experts and like the subject matter of the Mariah and the Wild projects is becoming so, so far beyond what I had ever envisioned. I t- totally agree. And the people here working on it as a, as a team collectively, it's like the, no one had done that. So no, it's like trained, it's like, trained ninjas, trained ninjas, ninjas in the ninjas in the art of embedding themselves in the environment and just getting crapped on. It's, e- it's easy to say just like as well you just go out there and do it's yeah, like but it, it, it's like just that. it's just so much more complicated than that. Yeah, it's very grueling, it's very uh, but it's fulfilling, you know. It's yeah. it, it's rock and roll. There's a lot of um there's a lot of independent science that's happening that nobody is linking together with any sort of you know 
sort of unified goal, I guess. Everybody, and I realized it when we went to the giant sequoias. It's like, okay, these people are working to find science that applies to the giant sequoias. They're working to protect the giant sequoias. They're working to conserve the giant sequoias. But like, and, and absolutely, rightly so, and rock on. But there's like, what about those other trees over there? You know, or what about that ancient grove over there? It's, it's like, what is going on with each of these scenarios where there are these things that we find to be of value? Like, everybody wants to place value, or, or, and I think everybody finds value in, in, in trees, you know? Even it's, if it's a commoditized value, you find value in trees. But I think like urban environments with more trees have a scientifically higher level of happiness and lower level of stress it's like there's no question that trees are pivotal Mm -hmm. but i think like looking at these ancient trees that are such a um documentarian on the conditions that that land mass has experienced over time it's like in a single moment a tree can tell you five thousand years of history visual history of of what has been acting on that land for millennia mm-hmm. that's fucking profound that's yeah, profound super... stuff and and when they're gone you don't you lose all of that history you lose all of that history you lose every single bit of it because you can't go back and grow that thing again and you can't go back and 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 sort of reanimate a dead you know ancient tree and i'm not saying that we got to save every single ancient tree but i'm saying Look, at, at some point, we have to recognize the bristlecones have boars in them for the first time. The giant sequoias have boars. 20% were lost by fires. You know, the Poulian olives are being wiped out by xylella. Like, the coastal redwood grow, uh, um, is, is probably the most stable, and yet its sort of landmass that it occupies continues to shrink. And it's not like a doomsday thing, because we, we very well could, I mean, I don't know, but, you know, things could change. Mm-hmm. Things adapt. But they think the offspring is what's going to be adapting out of these species, and the ancients are going to be the ones that suffer. So it's like, phew, I can't imagine it. I can't imagine growing up without getting to see these old, mm-hmm. significant, humbling, sort of culture-defining, landmass-explaining, uh, iconic. I mean, whole cultures are connected to these things. We're about to dive pretty deep into that. We're going to dive super deep into that uh, in the Puglian olives in Italy. I don't think people realize that trees are the center of culture. Like, I don't think people give trees enough credence from that perspective to recognize. I think, I think it's just we're just now realizing, oh, my God, my memory, one of my first memories of childhood or my notion of home is defined by a memory of a tree. Like, it's... It's pretty consistent stuff. So anyways, I, I, I'm really excited that we were able to make the progress we did on Mariah in the Wild this year. I thought the Rockies was uh, just another level, another level entirely. But <clears throat> when people see the projects next year. I'm so excited for the Redwoods. The Redwood project out. is really strong. That one's got me super, fired up. Super, super powerhouse. Yep, super powerhouse. Really, really cool to be working with the people we're working with on that. It'd be so tough for us to go up to the Bristlecones and just start to try to build like a Tanuki forest if they all went away. <laughs> It'd just be such a, the, the amount of manpower involved in that to save them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I was I was thinking about it because Lonnie was asking me yesterday. She's like, "When when's the last time you were in Italy?" And I was like, "Oh, it was 
January. It was this year. Of, of this year. Of this year. The yeah, same year. That feels like a lifetime ago. Yeah. It feels like an absolute lifetime Sweden, ago. When you went to Sweden, feels like a lifetime ago. I think that was August. Yeah, that's true, huh? A lot yeah. happened. There's just oddly so much activity. Tri- oddly, the Triskelly Project does not feel that long ago. I don't know what that's all about. I feel like the time, like the time stamps in my brain got disaligned somehow in the... Yeah. I was going through my phone with uh, Jesus a little bit uh, just before we started here, looking at photos to try to think of what months things happen. Uh-huh. And that's the same thing. I, I knew in my head Triskelly was in May, but we I guess we've been so connected to that with the firing and getting the pots and the it's transporting true, huh? and yeah. Jesus has been involved with the whole thing. It's just like, oh yeah, it feels like that wasn't that long ago. And Sweden feels like last year. Yeah. It was actually much more recent that they were that you were there. Yeah. You know? Yep. 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 We just got a new shipment of Thorpods in yesterday, by the way. Yeah, I saw those. They're like a little pink and red yeah. something, little yeah. gem down mm-hmm. there. That's a mm-hmm. nice, interesting shade of pink. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The Triskley Project. Anything stand out when you're looking at those pictures? From Triskley or just no, from no, the just year? from the year. I didn't do that. <laughs> uh, you know when you're going through your phone and it has like the months, it can yeah. categorize by months, and it just shows you like a couple pictures from each month. That was actually kind of cool because there's, uh, you know, there's like January, there was like pictures from repotting in the greenhouse. It was like greenhouse photos. And then February, there's a picture of uh, the Redwoods when we were down there. Uh-huh. And then I saw a picture of Jan Kulik with a cocktail at his hand. <laughs> and he was here for like a week. And then, you know, it's like every month there was a little thing. So the, uh, just going through that, there was like a... You know, kind of, it's like rapid fire of of, of moments. But the Triskelly one had a big impact. We, we the trip yeah. was a big the the trip was especially a great trip. Yeah, that and the sequoias with Yosemite. I mean, going to Yosemite twice in one year is pretty hard to believe. We did that too. We just we just pack a lot. We pack a lot and do a little. A lot bit. of life, man. A lot of life, MRI. Come here to live for sure. No, I I when I think about when I think about um sort of being the opportunities that we have living in the Western United States of the continent of North America on the planet earth. Like, uh, we kind of hit the jackpot. We kind of hit the jackpot of, in, of, of environments. I'm not saying there aren't more spectacular environments in the world. I mean, obviously the world is a, is a magical place, but like being within striking distance of Olympic national park, the Olympic peninsula, uh, you know, the Cascade Sierras, Rocky Mountains, Yosemite, Yellowstone, uh, and all of the abundant national parks in between in the Western United States. It's just like, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa. It's super intense. Three covered wagons. That stands out. Yeah, that really, that was. I mean, packing, unpacking. That was you painful. Know, the PB, that was painful. The, the impromptu show. third one. The impromptu third one was. The scary. impromptu third wagon was the most, <laughs> was the most painful of all. Yeah, the PBE show. PBE show yeah, in there. Good solid exhibition, exhibition year. That has a good, I have, I have good memories. That'll be that, a, was, uh, that was fun. That's a nice time marker, PBE mm-hmm. 2022, where Bonsai was in North America at that moment, the first show. That's always kind of, um, that's always kind of for a Bonsai culture, shows like that, like nationwide exhibitions, large events where the community comes together, those do become milestones and markers, which is pretty, which is pretty rad. I I was um I was looking over uh some documents and saw images from uh the natives exhibition at the Pacific Bonsai Museum and I still feel like God that that is that a mark so cool. that is a marker. Yeah. That was such a marker of 
progress. Mariah Live launched in 2017. That's when the Natives exhibit. That's was when the Natives ex- exhibit. Yeah. We went up and you know filmed, and it was just like such a powerful that whole thing for the Bonsai community seeing. An exhibition like that was was rock and roll, and it's still a marker in my head too. Like the tree you were adjusting yesterday, that Rocky Mountain Juniper. It's like yeah. it, it reminded oh, you and I both yeah, of that it's one. Imprinted. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's like the the trees from that. Your Ponderosa with the Badlands painting, like things that just like really had yeah. Uh, Kareen, uh, Kareen's uh, artwork that has continued to really be uh, the redwood with present. the redwood photo or the painting yeah. looking up through the canopy. It's just a lot of, a lot of really nice moments. Well, and then that being displayed at the, at the, uh, national show when we interviewed Bill Valvanis and the redwood was in the background in 2018 down, yeah. the, down the, right down the gut there, right down the gut of the show. That was so cool. Yeah. yeah that was really interesting. Hmm. Yeah. We, we, I, I was really surprised when we crossed the 200th podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I still don't, I don't know. I don't we never really did we say anything we might have said something about it i don't know but like when we crossed the 200th podcast i was like what mm-hmm. we haven't we, been doing it that long have yeah. we but it's like god dog it just year after year after year just Some, keep showing up yeah you do you do just keep showing up we podcasted with an artist uh named laura buchan and she said that exact thing when we podcast we podcasted with her like four or five years ago and she's like, as an artist, I just feel like, yeah, her, her sculptures in our office, we're looking at it as we podcast. But she said, as an artist, you just got to show up. You got to show up. Every day, show up. Even if you just clean the workshop, even if you just straighten some things up, you see something, you get an idea, you put your hands on your work, and then you're back in. But if you don't show up, you don't have that opportunity. And I just thought, yeah, as much as people talk about like burnout and you know getting fatigued and all it, it, it it's totally real somewhere inside of like bonsai as a lifestyle is like a reckoning slash acceptance slash like understanding that this just doesn't stop and you're gonna have times where you're not okay with that but you're gonna keep doing it from the discipline or the love of the art but the other times you know when you have the capacity it just becomes a for me it becomes a really nice rhythm the, the, the lifestyle of bonsai becomes a nice rhythm. But um, it'll be nice to shut her down for the end of the year. Sure. <laughs> that being said. <laughs> that being said. I mean, I'm still going to, we're gonna, still going to be here every day. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, you really jumped into the lifestyle of bonsai uh, <laughs> head first, huh? It took, uh, yeah. It, it, took six, yeah. it took six bludgeoning years of acclimation for me in Japan before I was uh, even ready. And then 12 years of trying to figure out if I was okay with it or not. And now you just went from pretty much zero to a hundred. Yeah, yeah. The backyard, the backyard enthusiast, hobbyist. I mean, you still have you still have to show up every day. You got to water. You know, I mean, you got to do something every day. But of yeah. course, the volume here is slightly more than a lot of backyard bonsai collections. Yeah. But yeah, it's been good. I'm out, that, that's that's the other thing. I'm looking through my photos. All the stuff that we did around the neighborhood here. You know, Columbia County Fairgrounds, <laughs> going to the rodeo, going to the uh, the racetrack and yeah. stuff. Because we just like... You and Darlene integrated. We just integrated. You integrated big time. Yeah. Got a haircut downtown St. Helens today. Uh-huh. Scandalous hair designs. We'll hey see you. There it is. Hey, yo. Look out. Look out. <laughs> You're bringing that fire. But it's yeah. such a small... It's such a small... It's so easy to, you know... And people here... I love it. Yeah. I love it. There, there was... there. There's definitely a different lifestyle. Um... 
here than I was used to growing up in Colorado or that I experienced in California. And I don't oh, really, sure, yeah. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really know how to quantify it except for wet and slightly backwoodsy. A little backwoodsy, but I'm but I'm into it. I'm but like, into but it. like a different kind of friendliness. Like people are friendly yeah. in different ways. Yeah, I think true, all throughout true, the country, true. but here it's like. I don't know. We always talk about the JP and I'll talk about it too, the post office, because he'll go pick stuff. I'll fantastic. Pick it. And it's just like, they, I, they're I don't fantastic. know what's going on. They're so they're friendly. Absolutely you know? amazing. Best post office I've ever been to. Best post office I've ever been It's incredible. This is, that, this is how I feel about, what, where, what was the other place that in St. Helens? It's like you go and you're just like, God, God you're great. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. 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 It'll I'll come tap. to me. It'll come to me. It's not, yeah, it's not the county. That's for sure. It was... <laughs> Yeah, well, we'll we'll leave, we'll leave that hanging out there, but uh, yeah, cathedral coffee. Yeah, coffee shop. We got a regular coffee shop. I feel a little bit like Seinfeld in that fashion. Mm-hmm. You know, they all know you. They all know all of us because that's true. Mar- Mariah's like their largest consumer of <laughs> really what really good coffee. But how how amazing that they're like roasting their own beans in St. Helens and that they've just got this evolving. Yeah, it's great. It's great. I'm into it. I, I like it. I'm okay with I'm okay with the hips like the hip train of Portland. I almost said hipster, but I, that's not what I meant because that's kind of come and gone. But like the hip train of of Portland slowing down a little bit. That's all right. That's okay. It's okay for it to just pump the brakes a little pump bit. Pump the brakes a little notch bit. It, notch it down. Yeah, another one that we did this year, a landing gardens. That's another one that you just think, oh, how long how long ago was that? That was April. Unbelievable. That's unbelievable. Just immersed ourselves there. Huh. And I, I still think one of the most interesting things about that was the fact that we went to PBM after. Yeah. And this, the feeling walking through PBM going, oh, well, this is kind of nice. And it felt a little bit sterile can, compared to the wildness of a landing gardens. Yeah. I was telling, who was I telling about this? Uh, maybe Chris Kohler and, and another student we were talking about spending because i think chris goes and helps dan uh or used to help dan at a land and you know and cool. would, would do a l- little work here and there uh but i was just saying i was like god i spent we spent three days there mm-hmm. and three three straight days of dan's work uh it took it took me a day to really start to like get into it and then the next two days were like wow this is really something to experience <laughs> you know well like a lot very complex uh, discussion around his work, and then when we and then when we left, it was like okay, seeing seeing a more formalized bonsai again, in terms of the you know breadth of work that exists at the Pacific Bonsai Museum, it was just like well that is not that is not Dan Robinson's work you know like it and is it's still beautiful and it's a beautiful amazing incredible but, yeah there really was a, a significant drama to sitting in his space for so many days in a row that like. You know, I mean, he has a swamp there, a pond in a swamp with bald cypress. Yeah, growing in and around yeah, it. Did. I mean, it's just like he's. Yeah, he did something profound there. He 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 built something real special. Yeah, it's yeah. In, he and he and Diane. Yeah, they did something really good for the world, making making gardens, making beauty like that. I think there's like a, a little bit of a, notion that like. And I guess, I guess art and design and, and making beautiful things is like a luxury. It, it's sort of a byproduct of having your pillar needs met, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, food, shelter, stuff like that. And then 
all of a sudden you start thinking about things instead of just like spending your energy trying to survive, which which I think all of us would like to assume we would survive if there was some sort of apocalyptic force that acted on the earth. But I don't think many of us would survive these days. No. 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 <laughs> no. That's... The, the, the skill... <laughs> I only know like three phone numbers, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> using yeah, a map. It's a real problem. Using an actual real map, a comp- like all these things, it's like... Do you feel like you have a tether that you've left back and like, if we lost all the internet and all technology today, I'd still be okay? Do you have that tether? Or are you just like, ah, fuck, if, it, if we lose it, I, I'm all in. I'm, in. I'm putting all my eggs in this basket. Yeah. I used to think about trying to have be like a little bit more prepared with like... Uh, I don't know that emer- an emergency kit or whatever. Yeah. Like we went, Darlie and I went pretty deep into that one time, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we'll have all this, you know, I don't know, blankets, food, all these miscellaneous things." Yeah. And at some point, I was like, "We're just gonna fucking die!" <laughs> like it's just like how 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 fun is that gonna be? Just to That's just right. to, if you make it one more, you get one more week than everybody yeah. else. If there's nuclear winter or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I figure, I figure you got to give yourself like two to three months. To, to be able to figure out what the hell you're going to do and have the kind of like buffer capacity to sustain yourself until you get some shit together. We'll, we'll be calling Randy. Randy, Randy, help help us figure out how to live off the land. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I think uh, another thing that happened this year was a successful vegetable garden. Oh, that was a highlight. It's not looking, we need to go do a little cleanup. Uh, <laughs> that's that, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean like tomatoes, the tomatoes, abundance. That abundance. was the first That was the first garden of abundance that's occurred at Mariah. Like we've really, I, I, there is, there is a, a definitive aspiration of creating an heirloom soil. I, I want to create an heirloom soil, which is just like such a biologically rich, soil the quality of the food the taste of the food the you know the insect disease rate is very low the the maintenance on things is very minimal and you and you have abundance like it's possible david gave me the confidence that that is very possible yeah we need to do a little swap with the uh the cow you got yep yeah he might be he might be diggity down with that because he's super clean yeah i bought my first cow that happened too i bought my first cow yeah, the garden was successful though. I mean, the 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 late kind of enduring summer, uh, the tomatoes just went crazy. Towards... You mean late as in summer in October? <laughs> I mean, like the deciduous trees just day. dropped their leaves last week. It's middle of December. Yeah, there are still there are still scattered singles of right. leaves throughout. Yeah, it's crazy. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Crazy. The entire environment. Thank goodness, though, it did not snow heavily. With leaves on everything, like it did in April. <laughs> like it did in April. I was like, well, that happened this year, too. That was, oh, God, that wreaked havoc. That tore the landscape apart. Mm-hmm. Tore the landscape apart. That is hard to, it's hard to believe that Mariah went from that kind of April snowstorm that literally ripped half the branches off of every tree at Mariah in the landscape. It stripped that hornbeam down to a single straight trunk. Didn't have a single branch I had a mature hornbeam I've been growing for 12 years, and the snow stripped it down to just the cylinder of the trunk. There's not, there was not another branch left on it. That was amazing. Yeah, that was pretty intense. <sighs> yeah. That was pretty intense. Yep, yep. Yeah, pretty wild. It was wet. Longest, wettest, coldest spring that we've ever had. 
and then, then and then suddenly summer lasted into October, and now mm-hmm. leaves are dropping in December. I'm telling you, seasons are shifting. They're shifting in the world. Those aren't little shifts either. Those are big. Those are big, big shifts. shifts. Yeah, and they're disaligning from the sunlight and daylight hours, which is what's really messing with me. Yeah, the daylight. What are we? A week away from the shortest day of the year. Or yeah, yeah, like we're that. close. Thank goodness. God. Gotta turn the corner on that quick. Yeah. 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 The four o'clock darkness is not welcome. <laughs> yeah, it's the not whole welcome. daylight savings thing is tough. Yeah, it is tough. I thought they were gonna do away with it. They passed some legislation about it. There was like people were freaking out, but I don't know when that takes place. But oh, so you think they actually effect? did do away with it? I looked into it. They didn't. <laughs> it was like there were a number of states that voted to do away with it. I do believe the the Pacific coastline states all voted to do away with it, but there's still a lot of states that were like, no, no. And I don't think, I think that's a tough, that's tough to fragment sort of, you know, a patchwork quilt of time zones or, <laughs> you know, like jumping back and forth in time across the Western United States would be counterproductive. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Uh, the other thing I was kind of scrolling through seeing is just like, you know, 12 different months of the year, obviously, but we have classes once a month. Yeah. So the classes that came and the work that took place over those, you know, 12 different five-day periods, pretty incredible. Oh, interesting. And, and, a, and, a, mm. lot, and a lot of those really kind of keyed in timing-wise to our uh, tree shoots for our own gallery uh, on yeah, the website true, huh? and, yep. the, and the uh, social assets and stuff like that. So to see, like, the quality of work that classes were to, doing here that are like, oh, this is, I mean... Yeah, as good, better than you know. Pick your pick your flavor. It's a really weird formula, Mariah. Mariah is a really weird formula because um, there's so many trees that without students and without the live stream, I mean, I guess if we didn't live stream, we would be working on bonsai, but but probably not because we live stream at night, you know, and we're still doing tree work outside of the live stream. But I would say the live stream drives a draw, drives a lot of tree work classes in the live stream. And if you think about it, if you compare it to like a Japanese bonsai nursery or bonsai garden, you know, that's all done by apprentices and all done by sort of a, that, that is the task, right? Doing bonsai. But man, in the Western world, it's got to look different. Or at least it looks different here. It looks different here. It looks different here. Yeah. Yeah. The teaching component is an interesting aspect of Western bonsai that, you know, the apprenticeship model is a little bit different. Not a little bit. It's a lot different than teaching people bonsai. Not teaching people, not teaching somebody something and working their ass off. You know, there's a different grasp of things that comes from that style of learning, though. Mm-hmm. That's really effective and kind of undeniable. Uh, the immersion of that. The immersion, I think the um, rigor of it is is undeniably uh, productive. Um, and it certainly weeds out a lot of separates the wheat from the chaff for sure. You know? Yeah. But, there was a little, little article came out about that too. Yeah. Yeah. The article. Yep. Which will, which will from this day forward be referred to as the article. The article. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to say about that. I, I really, know. I really, I, I really, <laughs> I really no, I, I there's no there's no reason to not bring it up, but I just I don't know what to say about that. I don't know what to say about that. I don't have much to say about it actually. It just it happened. That happened. Five plus years of 
work going into something and you don't know when you have no creative control over it. Sure. It's like, well, they're going to do what they do with the information they gathered and yep. pick a direction and go. Yep. 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 And I, and, and, and yeah, the, the New Yorker article was not wrong and it was not dishonest. It just, um, such a sensitive subject matter to discuss when the entirety of the context or the totality of the of the experience, you know, the 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 wide array of emotions that go into being an apprentice, particularly an apprentice to Masahiko Kimura. Uh, if you can't put all of them down with equal value, it's almost it's almost, it's challenging to just talk about certain aspects. You can't you can't pick and choose. It's a to, it's a total package that came with studying with Mr. Kimura. So. You know, it's uh, maybe that's maybe that's the beginning of 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 a more complex and deeper dive into what it actually means to be an apprentice. But certainly, that article caused a lot of controversy. Caused a lot of controversy. Um, and also, I respect Rob Moore for wanting to talk about it, tell people about it, you know, like my conflict with it is like, is it something that's supposed to be secretive or, you know, because it certainly isn't secretive to me. That's what happened. It's just what happened. It's your story. It's a part of what happened. Yeah. yeah. I would like for, I would like for the rest of what happened to also be a part of it though. I think that's only fair uh, and only sort of reflective of the total experience because Mr. Kimura undeniably made, is a, is a big part of why I am who I am and, and, and I and I appreciated that so very much that it's it's tough to minimize it into some sort of willing situation where I asked to be educated and that's and that's what it looked like and I was okay with that. So Yeah, I think the people who are more aware of Mirai and have been following Mirai for some time have heard a lot of really positive stories mm-hmm. and great like laughing moments yeah, during yeah, the yeah. stream yeah. and podcasts, whatever. Like yeah, yeah. Th- there there have been I mean, students here, classes, you know, like people that I talked to after were like, oh, a lot of that wasn't really a huge surprise. But to your point, if you're just taking that one, that one piece of information or one article and it's like, that's your whole impression of it. It's like, well, that doesn't really tell the whole story. That's not this, yeah, there's, there's, there's more to it than that. Yeah. And yeah, but I think also, you know, it's like there, 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 there's an undeniable, like, um, there's an undeniable softening of the world as far as, you know, mm, indomitability of the human spirit, maybe, or something, you know, I think. And that's not, uh, that's not, that isn't to say that there isn't a lot of resilience or anything like that. Or it's just to say, like, I think the question of, of how we treat each other and, and sort of how how society perpetuates itself in a in a positive manner is 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 always something that we think about and question and it was interesting to see somebody else's interpretation of that experience you know yeah. it really was it really was yeah and there's more it's interesting cuz you know there's as big of a deal as that seemed in that moment you know it's like well for them for the new york for the new york it's like well Next week they got a new article. Another article, yeah. And it's like five years. That's the other thing. Five years go into yeah. something. Yeah, I think. About and that. they're like, next week, uh-huh. it's just a blip. We're gonna do it again. Yeah. And again and again. It's like wow. Think about the organization. 
That is one thing that I started thinking about. The organization of journalists that are working on talking with people and 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 documenting gathering and, and pieces and write, of gathering information, writing yeah. stories, creating perspectives as a publication, finding journalists and perspectives that you support and stand by or want to represent your established and esteemed sort of reputation yeah it's really it's really an interesting the whole thing top to bottom it's not unlike seeing a tree on exhibition (laughs) you know the years and years and individual moments and actions and choices and Uh collaboration you know that's what i'm saying like okay and meanwhile we're just at pbe walking down the aisle going oh what a lovely Fill in the blank, Hemlock, Blue Atlas Cedar, Shishigashira. Like, you know, it's like, look at all these really, really cool trees. And we're just observing this moment. But I mean, everybody there, I think, is aware of what goes into it. But it's like, yeah, same kind of thing. Well, here's the thing I, I knew, I know when I was like 18 years old and I saw my first Nampukai show down in LA or like when I went to my first Golden State convention in sacramento and like kathy shaner and yasuo mitsuya had like carefully curated this display and it was beautifully lit and uh and the trees were just like something i had never seen before i was just like oh my god that's so cool i wanted every one of those trees the only thing i could think at that point in time was possess i wanted you know, I wanted oh. that, but it, but, but it wasn't what I re- what I've realized over the course of time in bonsai is it, I, it wasn't that I wanted the physical, the f- to physically like have that tree. I wanted whatever that sensation was that a tree in that state gave me. That was what I wanted, and that and that that really has continued to propel why go through all of this crazy amount of effort. Because yesterday when we finished that live stream, looking at that tree in that state was just like, makes, yeah. makes it all worth it. Yeah. It makes it all worth it. It's such a weird thing that we do. It's fucking weird. It is weird. It's super weird, man. It's super weird. <laughs> That's sort of my standard. My standard you, had, mm-hmm. you had said this to me recently when I was just like, what a weirdo. What a weirdo. Such an odd. Or like, and then you're like, well, you know, Ira, everybody's weird except for you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, and That's it's not. Right. Tr- and it's not. I mean, it's true and not true at yeah, the same time. It's just like, but it, like we're. Everybody you're the has... only normal one to yourself, exactly. man. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and it's like that's why it's, every time you try to explain, I remember when I, you know, my previous career, trying to explain to people what I was when I put up my notice that I was quitting. They knew I was into bonsai, but like you know, they didn't really know a lot about what that meant. So I always had a couple pictures uh, in my office of like really. Like uh, the Road Runner, I had the gallery shot that was from here, and oh, nice. of, so when people came in, they'd be like, "Oh, what's that?" And so then I would, you know, uh-huh. uh, so so when I also prepared a very long email <laughs> with uh, links to Bonsai Mirai and gallery and things embedded in it, little short videos where I was like, "If people ask, why are you leaving all this?" <laughs> you know stability great job like let me try to explain <laughs> this to you because they because all they picture is oh you're going to be some guy in a white van at the side yeah. of the road like yeah that's a, what an interesting yeah. life choice it's like well it's what it's an diff- awesome <laughs> image to leave them with though like yes i am leaving this profound comfort and stability with a very healthy retirement to go sell trees out of a white van that's on the side <laughs> of the highway 
That would have been amazing if you hadn't given them anything <laughs> else and just like, all right, you guys, I'm so excited. I cannot. Uh, I'll see you all later. Good luck. You, Thank you guys you. have no idea how much money I'm going to make. Yeah. Have you seen this van? For, you'll think about it. You buy the van, uh-huh. right? You're, you need yeah. a car. You have you. to have one. No, I heard you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then you go to the nursery and mm-hmm. you buy a bunch of $5 junipers. Yeah. Okay. And you just quickly put those into $5 pots yeah. and you're selling those for $100 a piece. Yeah. This is, I mean, how do you not make money? It's like 10, you know, 10X markup. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're, 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 you're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's what I'm saying. I don't know how. I don't think you, you get a returning customer, though, is the catch. Because those trees are like either dead when they're sold. Well, listen. Or hey, they're dying soon. Here's here's to the bonsai hustle, though, because how many people have been exposed to bonsai by the dude on the side of the highway or the guy at the county fair? You know what I'm saying? Like, that was my first exposure to bonsai was the county fair. And I was like, son of a gun? <laughs> I can do this too? You mean this is accessible to me? I can have a... You're going to sell me a bonsai tree? Like, you're going to let me... You're going to let me do this? You're going to let me buy that shit? That's how I felt when I walked out of the hospital with my son. I was like, I get... I made him and now I get to take him home? Like, I'm going to... Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Easy bake oven. Yeah. And I'm not equating my son to my first bonsai tree, but like, I'm just saying, you know... They're both still alive. They're both still alive. That's what I'm... That's absolutely... Yeah. Yeah, the similarities run deep. Yeah, unbelievable. I, that's actually shocking, but that that my bonsai tree still alive. Harmony, tension, dynamic. <laughs> yeah. Going through all, going through all of it. So I'm just saying, you know, you should have left your colleagues with that. That would have been the best. As as sort of your parting farewell. I bid you adieu. I bid you adieu. I bid you. Adieu. I said good day. I said good day. I'm uh I'm I'm pretty motivated to get to uh, Great Basin. National Park. This is, you know what's so weird? What's so weird about uh, sort of the love of trees? I was talking with Beth Moon about this. And if anybody hasn't ever seen the book Ancient Trees, uh, the photography book of Beth Moon's, you're missing something special. You'll recognize that you've seen her work. It's very, it's very iconic uh, imagery of trees. Um, But I was talking with Beth Moon and I was like, how do you find... How do you find the places that you go to photograph these very special trees that you photograph? And she's just like, I read, read articles, I talk with people, I look, I research, I study, I, you know, she's like, I'm just constantly grappling for and, and scratching and clawing for these, this information or these opportunities to see spectacular trees. And I think about that and I'm like, you know, as far as, as far as not to sit here and harp on the Western United States, but like, I didn't even know Great Basin National Park existed. Yeah. We drove by it on the way to come up here to class, but we're not right by it, but the turnoff that says, you know, go that way to Great Basin. And every time we were like, we need to spend an extra day on this, you know. Yeah. Never did it. Never yeah. Never did it. Yep. 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 I'm pretty excited though, because that's where Prometheus existed. You know the bristlecone that got cut down that started that started it all. It's like you see the Prometheus stump there, which it would be cooler to see it, you know, still alive. But nevertheless, that's a little piece of history that 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 really started the bristlecone boom. You know, of like people recognizing, oh wow, oh, these are the oldest trees on earth. Years old. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and the fact that there's still a very unexplored grove up there is just like. The most tantalizing thing ever. Yeah, is that the la- Would that be the last 
major grove of bristle cones that you haven't at least been adjacent to or in the area? I yeah. know there's a little, I know everywhere you go, there's, you know, yeah, 10, there's 20 little groves. Pockets, there's a little, little pocket in and... Bryce Canyon. There's a little pocket on Mount Evans that I have not seen. Uh, but yeah, that would be, that would be the last one. Which is exciting. There's two big, there's three big groves on in the Great Basin National Park. Mm-hmm. Actually has the most abundant amount. Yeah. Yeah, but I also think too, you know, like Yosemite and like these places, when I was in Australia on a Bondi, Bondi? Bondi Beach? No, it's, it's uh, Bodai. Bodai National Park or National Reserve in Australia, okay. which is like north directly up the coast from Sydney, you know, and there's like potentially 1,700 to 2,000 year old gum trees in there that are mm-hmm. freaking crazy. But we podcasted out on this like little stone ledge that looked over the coast and we could see Sydney down in the distance. Um, and and it's just like, um, I forgot where I was going with that. I don't know what ancient, I had there. Yeah, it was, well, that it, was it, you I, and I went, from, and... went from bristle cones to ancient trees. Uh, somehow, uh, tapped into Sydney. By for, I forget what I was where I was headed with that. Well, there's an unknown factor to that too. Where oh, cones here we go. Were, yeah. Here we go. We were sitting out there, and and the the two thousand year old gum trees were just they were mangled, gnarled, broken. You know, like they had been crushed by storms that collide with that coast. And I was like talking with Hugh about. My experience in the Spanish furs in Andalusia, Spain, with with Massimo and his group of students, when we, I mean, you're talking 60, 70, 80 mile an hour winds and blowing ice, and I had on like, you know, there's like three feet of snow, and I had like a rain parka and some uh, sambas on, you know, like I was not prepared, but God, the experience of being there when that place was, I mean, branches were getting ripped off of these big trees. And it, it was chaos, and it was so magical to see them in that state. And as we were sitting on in Bondi, um, Bodai National Park, and we're looking at these old eucalyptus, it's like, man, being here when one of those storms collided with the coastline would be phenomenal. So, you know, seeing all of these unique groves of trees is great. It's amazing. But I think the richest part of it is seeing it over and over and over and over and over again and developing yeah. a familiarity with the landscape and different trees and you know because if you're if you were visiting the giant sequoias then after the ma- massive fire that ripped through there the past two summers you go and visit them again you have a completely new context for those trees but but that is that is a normal natural occurrence granted you know the fires are occurring at a much hotter rate and much more uh, aggressive and destructive that's a normal aspect of those trees' lives. Mm-hmm. To get to to get to experience that is is knowing these places and knowing these things on that next level. I mean, that was Yosemite yeah. at high water. I got to tell you, the Triskley project yeah, the timing, nailed it. The timing of that it was part of it wasn't supposed to be open, or the one or no, I guess Tioga wasn't open. And wasn't open. Sonora yeah. was open. You know, just that whole thing. The way that worked out was was pretty ideal in hindsight. You could we couldn't have planned that to work out that good. No, that was total just blind dumb luck. Blind dumb luck. We'll take it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> There's a few Absolutely. bad beats along the way too, for the record. Well, and then going back to Yosemite in September, where there was hardly any water, mm-hmm. was was dramatically different. 
dramatically yeah. different. Yeah. I like your thing about going back to the same place. I mean, after the first time we went up to go see the Bristol Cones outside of Vegas, even though we lived there for 10 years, was with you. Darlene and I and you went up there. Yeah. Amazing. Wild horses walking around up there. Ira tried to pet a wild horse. That was that not a wise choice. You almost got kicked in the head. That it seems so safe for a moment there. <laughs> but, but, but we're not joking. Ira tried to pet a wild horse. He thought that was a good idea. It did not go over well. That horse was like, eh, hell no. Uh 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 uh. But uh, what was so cool about that? I guess if I could try to pivot away from that moment was the guy that found us at the top of the trail and his uh his finger toe oh, shoes were yeah. falling apart yeah. hey you guys got any duct tape it's gonna duct tape where did you come from where we're in you? the we're in the middle of bristlecone pines right now and you're and wearing like flip-flop <laughs> like glove shoes or whatever those things are with yeah. the individual yeah. digits 10 miles in but we went okay. back Sorry. we kept no you're good yeah. you're good that was it was incredible it's hard to remember all the funny things that happened. The guy with his daughter that uh-huh, was going to yeah, be a no. esthetician. You know, esthetician. Yeah, that was yeah. strong and very strong. Nice to meet them. <laughs> nice to meet them. <laughs> but going back, you know, the, the weather was really great that day we went with you. Yeah. Just almost perfect. And we went back a few times with some of our Bonsai buddies and stuff in Vegas. And and then one time with one of my buddies, I said, hey, I want to go up there when it's just as shitty as it gets. Because now we were really comfortable with getting up there on the trail. So we went up there in the snow one time. Yeah. And lost the trail and went and just found a ridge line and chased the ridge line up storm blowing yeah. wind yeah everything it was a snow drift and then all of a sudden after all that we got up to this little plateau and then the sky opened up and it was perfectly clear and calm for like maybe a half an hour uh-huh. and i still have that photo on my freaking on my phone as the as the screensaver it's an un- unbelievable know. image it just i just like how did this you know but you get to experience all the different yeah. elements or some of that thing like you're saying in spain you know yeah. that 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 is that is kind of cool too because so many people most people me too you know it's uh you plan your vacations around when the weather's going to be nice it's going to be pleasant we want to go see this stuff the sequoias the redwoods whatever but being out there in a storm or you know it's like that's not normally what people are trying to do no no people aren't trying to do that yeah no yeah yeah they're not trying to do that yeah it's yeah uh, what a what a gift that yeah i think it's like um when you look at alpinism and you look at, like rock climbers and you look at you know adventurers and outdoors sort of there is like a call to this extreme you know to be to be a part of this extreme that that a lot of human beings Seem to have now. I'm not saying that we're uh, we're we're mountaineering or <laughs> we're doing Ryan's wild. Fourteen Peaks got nothing on us. Yeah, no, that's not. You know, that's not. We're not risking life and limb for this project. But it's it's just like being putting yourself in in the environment uh, and getting to be a part of whatever happens is is pretty rock and roll. It's a pretty special mm-hmm. thing. And what the Western United States undeniably spectacular, undeniably spectacular. It's a really special place. Looking at the rain tree, 3,000-year-old bristlecone, and seeing the strip, <laughs> the Las Vegas strip in the distance was oh, like... Is that the stratus? It, is yeah, that the wind? It, that what? was something. That was really something. Yeah. The, 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 the contrast at that moment was just like... Built environment, rugged, ancient. Oh, my God. The, the epitome of the built environment, completely unsustainable. <laughs> Let's go build an oasis out in the middle of the desert. Bad idea, man. What turns out? Wrong? Turns out. 
A lot of people like it, though. You guys like Las Vegas. Yeah, we still have a house there. Yeah. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. And now... <laughs> Maybe that may not be the best long-term idea. Yeah, it's, it's Las Vegas is, what, 70 degrees today and sunny? Probably. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. You haven't seen... A majority of your skin has not seen the sun in, you know, two and a half, three months now. What are those little lamps or, I don't know, the kind of bulbs that give you sun or whatever darlene bought one of those not too long ago Fuck yeah she's like let's just, i was like what's this for you know it's i guess it would it give you vitamin d or you something you gotta get ahead of that shit you gotta no, get ahead of that real, shit as we get, we're getting into the darkness no, that's the real. darkness is about to descend upon us that's real yeah I, ha- I have definitely you know what i feel the vitamin d of the prolonged summer though because i i haven't there are years where i'm really good about vitamin d supplements and I'm on it because it takes six, eight months to build up vitamin D in your system to actually have an impact. Like it's cons- it's a consistency supplement, but like we're a little late. It would be tough to start now. There's there's it's that would be challenging. But if you take vitamin D through all of next year, next winter, you'll be golden. Yeah, that's yeah. so funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel that I feel that uh, that perpetuation of vitamin D from the summer. I really do. Yeah, there's an energy that comes with that. Mm. I mean, it's it is funny people who, that talk about wanting to live in a place where they experience the seasons. Yeah, you know, I guess part of that must. I mean, the, your body goes through all that stuff oh, too. You know, I mean, it's great. God, it's great. Seasons, seasonal living, seasonal. If you could go like straight seasonal, I I could. It'd be tough to get hyped up about sort of. You know, I guess you could do cured meats or something, cheeses, pickled vegetables or canned food. Lots of stews and soups and hearty like mm-hmm. soul warming food and shorter days if you start thinking about um going to bed when it gets dark waking up when it is light that would be some crazy commitment too do we sleep more in the winter time i think like we're supposed to i think we're supposed think to we're supposed i don't to. know if we do yeah. yeah that's one thing about like this is a built environment kind of contradiction yeah, we right? screwed like, that shit up yeah we yeah. kind of we ruined the natural rhythm that we typically have that yeah. and you know like because we're just like hammering coffee right now too. Like, just pat- let's get charged up for Listen, a big there's, day. There's no wonder why the best coffee in North America exists in the Pacific Northwest. It's, it's a, Period. Yeah, get me away from the darkness. That's right. Get me away That's from right. The give me some. Give me some optimism. No, I feel very good. I feel very good. They predicted ten straight days of sun. We're gonna get one. We're gonna get one in the winter time. If they predict ten. You know you're never going to get 10, but you also know you're not going to get five, and chances are you're not even going to get three. So you get one. You feel good. And it's looking bright and sunny out there today. Yeah, it looks good. It's good. It's a good day to see those uh, that rusty gold. Yeah. Yep. Uh, it's been a killer 2022. We appreciate uh, everybody and your support. The podcast has grown to new heights, which we're hoping to be able to do more with this platform uh, and it's because you guys listen to us. Uh, Mariah Live is as healthy as it's ever been, and um, and we're getting ready to add some some new stuff to that in 2023. Um, Mariah in the Wild is venturing far and beyond where we had ever thought we would be, and uh, that's because you guys continue to give us your support. So, you know, to wrap up the year and cool down the jets, we encourage you all to. Have some gratitude for your family, your people, uh, the time that you get. But uh, we have a lot of gratitude for you and helping us to do what we love to do and uh, empowering us to bring positivity into the world. So 
It was good to catch up with you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Second everything you just said. Onward. Onward. <laughs> Onward. One step in front of the other, y'all. Have a good rest of your year, and we will see you in 2023. Height. Ready to go. Love you.